0: Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by two bone spurs on the elbow of Philly Sports. What's up, Chuck and Gene?
1: Uh hey everybody. This is uh Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And yeah, um, I'm kind of feeling like a Jake Arrieta performance today. I'm not, not doing my best, and it's been a rough weekend. So yeah, I'm a bone spur today.
2: Okay, all right. And this is Gene Zilak. You can find me at producer Gene on Twitter. And uh, I think I'd rather be a uh, a hamite bone uh, injury. You know, I, do you remember when we had all of those conversations around Dom Brown and his hamite bur- bone that he broke? What was that during spring training? Um, I had never even heard of the hamite bone, didn't know that I had one, certainly didn't know how you injure something like that. Um, yeah, I
1: thought that was something used for, like, soup stock.
0: Yeah. No, I might. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I, I was kind of just uh, trying to say that you're, like, an irritant.
1: Like, we're agitators. Oh, I did <laughs> I thought we actively hampered people's performances. Yeah. <laughs> Or got you out of military service. <laughs> or you we, can't see me shrugging, but I am. Or I we were a convenient excuse when you give up four
0: earned runs. Well, uh, we, uh, we, might ha- we we might ha- we we might have to switch topics and uh, and talk about the Eagles. Woo-hoo. Football's e-
1: back. G L E S Eagles. We're
0: nowhere near playing a game. Nowhere near. Nowhere near that. <laughs> but football's back. They had pads on just... this weekend. That's a thing. What's
2: that? They put
0: pads on this weekend. That's a thing. Yes, anything. Any shred of football that we can grasp onto, we're going to do it. Football, football, football. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, about like can like breaking training camp versus
1: pitchers and catchers report? Oh, I think they're, they're two different sensations, but both are, are like an oasis. You know, both is a relief from a, a long, painful season. You know, pitchers and catchers report it's like the first sign of spring. You know, it's, you, you get up one more morning and you hear the birds chirping. It feels like, okay, pitchers and catchers, you know, spring is around the corner. You know, something to, new to be hopeful about. Summer camp. Uh summer camp. <laughs> all, the, all the eagles mother. are there. I gotta say, uh Deshaun Jackson's craft work on his uh leather wallet was really impressive. <laughs> no, but um no uh, training camp Mine's is... the one that says bad mother. <laughs> um it's It's, again, a a renewal of hope. It's fall is around the corner, break from the summer heat. And, you know, more years than not, a lot more years than not, it is, okay, return to meaningful sports. So many years the the fills were out of contention by this point. Usually, you know, um, training camp was a sign that, okay, we have something to care about again.
0: Yeah, I think kind of in Philadelphia, it's like double spring. So you get spring for spring and and you get spring in summer. Yes. If that makes (laughs) any sense.
1: I'm going with it. As much as Zach
0: Ertz's macaroni necklace makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who is Jason Peters' three-legged race partner? This person better be very careful. Yeah, seriously. Seriously.
1: Not to injure themselves or not to injure Jason Peters? Who cares about them? Don't injure Jason (laughs) Peters. Don't trip him up. I'd say he wants to go with somebody little he can carry. So, you know. Darren Sproles? Who? Darren Sproles? Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. (laughs) Okay, great. This is all the summer content you people crave.
0: I'm ready to just go into this whole like this whole thing is like you know uh Doug Peterson is the camp director.
1: <laughs> I, well see now we're to, when we bring in the camp directors this is going <laughs> totally like porkies. Like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's better than they had like what a singing competition for the for the rookies and all. Right. Like no man, let's embrace summer camp. It's like all right, you got to weave a basket. <laughs> <laughs> last one to weave a basket is cut from the team. Oh my lord. So, one uh, of the one of my favorite things about
2: this time of year is the um the Hard Knocks, new Hard Knocks season, which I think for for this year is going to be the Raiders. So, it got me thinking, was there ever an Eagles team? Now, the Eagles have never been featured on Hard Knocks, but thinking back into the past, Uh, is there ever uh, a particular off season or a particular training camp that you can think of, or a particular coach or particular set of players that you would have loved to have had that sort of access to like, because, you know, I wonder if it's, it's cool for certain fan bases to like go back and like Jaguars fans to go back and watch Josh Scobie hitting field goals in training camp. You know, do you fire up your rerun seasons of hard knocks if you've been on, you know, before training camp? So, my question to you guys is: Do you think that there was ever in the you know in our lifespan that as long as you've been watching the Eagles uh, an off season where you'd be like, man, I wish that we had captured on film one of Andy Reid's
0: training camps or whatever? Or do we have to uh, do we have to play by hard knocks rules? No,
2: Meaning, I think uh, in this case no it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, thankfully we, you if know. If
0: not, I would definitely say 2005, hands down.
2: Now, what was interesting about 05, I don't remember, in specific, but that was the one leading into the Super Bowl year?
0: No, no, after the 2000. Okay, uh, so that
2: would have been, been the year that T.O. threw, like, his, his fits.
0: Yeah, sit-ups in the driveway, like, the whole thing yeah. was I kind of feel on. like
2: we almost had our own little version of that every night on the 6 o'clock news, but it was a little <laughs> different. Um, Chuck, do you have a thought? Because I have one.
1: Oh, yeah, I have one. Uh, the Dream Team season. Okay. <laughs> like, that's one, like, just for the schadenfreude, just for, like, watching yeah. it go entirely off the rails, you know. That was Chip Kelly, correct? And I think that was Vince, Chip one, yeah. yeah uh, Vince no, Young.
2: Wasn't it? No, no, no. Maybe that was, the like, the last year of Andy Reid.
1: Maybe it was the last year of Andy Reid. Anyway. Well, it was, what, Mike Vick and Vince Young. Were the the quarterbacks? Yeah, right. So is that after we got rid of Foles? No, I'm I'm getting my timeline all mixed up. Whatever that dream team season. We
2: all know who you're talking about. It was, Na- it was Nam- 2011. Namdi was, was on that okay. squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the dream team. Vince Young, man, that was the best quote from a guy who had almost no NFL career.
0: Um, <laughs> I so think- it was it was Jason Babin, Namdi Asamoah, uh, D- uh, Dominic Rogers, Cromartie. Um.
1: Yeah, they they were all part of the dream team. Yeah, and then it just <laughs> completely fell on their face.
2: I think if I was able to have a hard knocks season, it would have been probably like eighty seven or eighty eight, like right around the height of buddydom.
0: Oh, he would have been gold. Because that's
2: yeah. – and that's the thing is, like, you can even think back, like, storyline-wise. Like, you would have had, like, Jerome Brown in the locker room doing, like, crazy, like, pranks on the other other players. You would have had uh, Reggie White, like, preaching. You would have had uh, Randall Cunningham. At one point – and I think maybe this is later, like, so, like, ninety ninety one At one point, you had Randall Cunningham and Jim McMahon in the same locker room. Can you imagine mm-hmm. how cool it would have been, like, to see Jim McMahon as – like on hard knocks always with his sunglasses and the I mean the original headband bro um yeah so I would have loved to be able to like right as we're getting ready to ramp up every year to go back and watch like seven hours of like buddy in uh and that's back when they were at Westchester I think they hadn't moved to was yet so like watch like basically would be like out the back door of where I work would have been where their practice facility would have been um so, yeah, just being able to like rewatch 6 hours of episodes of Buddy, like I don't I don't know how I could get more fired up for Eagles football than than watching like some of those guys lay each other out cuz that was back when they did two-a-days and training camp was basically a death march and yeah, it was amazing that anybody survived let alone got to the beginning of the season.
1: Now, now I mean, if we're going with this fantasy of whatever year we want, it's. It might be a little hard to go back and watch Buddy Ryan. I imagine the language he would have used.
2: What's well, HBO, man? It's. It's not no, TV. No, no, I'm it's not HBO.
1: Well, just foul language. I imagine a lot of them is going to be slurs. Oh, <laughs> like, like, or at least uncomfortable by today's standards. I'm not saying the man had hate in his heart or anything. I'm just saying, like, going back and watching it now, it's going to be, not hold up well. Yeah, like, no, not... I
0: think you're right. I think that era of of football, well, you know, the era, that era of our you know culture was very different. But yeah, I mean, football during that time, I'm sure was a lot less politically correct than it is now, even now. If you want to even want to call it politically correct, correct now,
1: yeah, it's like going back and you know showing your kids Peter Pan because that's uncomfortable. It's like ah, oh, sure, Peter Pan. Oh God, I forgot about this. Oh God, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> or the rampant like uh,
0: the smoking and gambling and Pinocchio or something like that. Oh that yeah, you... <laughs> yeah.
2: That's so what it's, it's gonna be like when you become a teenager.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> right, since Gene brought it up and we're talking about training camp, do you like the fact that training camps here and not at a destination? I don't. I like the fact when I liked it when they used to go somewhere. I, I like so.
0: And I guess we're going to trickle into the fact that there's like no open practices or there's only like one open practice. Yeah, there's only one de- this man, year, detracting from the fan experience. I don't know. I I personally have never been to training camp.
2: I did do it once.
0: Yeah, I, I never really had an interest in it. Um, I don't really care. The, me personally, I just don't. I just don't care. If people are into it. I guess I I'm sorry that. The, that experience doesn't really exist anymore. I guess it would be I, I guess it would be cooler to take them out of the Philadelphia stadium environment and put them into something more casual where there's a greater chance of accessibility. Um you, you know, Nico's famous water ice story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you're losing that that sort of opportunity now, so that is a little bit sad, but it doesn't take anything from away from me personally. I don't know how you guys feel about it.
2: Well, I think the way that they do open practices now doesn't afford you that same sort of open practice feel that you had when they were at Lehigh or at Westchester, where you could literally be 10 feet off of the sideline. Um, And that, in those cases, like, that was... It was a very intimate experience with the football team. Like, you know, you felt like you were hanging out there. Um, But I think that that also is not the way the modern NFL operates anymore. I think that partly because um, they've moved away from that kind of contact hitting these two-a-day practices where you could have like a lighter early morning practice and then hit in the afternoon and stuff like that. Um, It was a cool experience to go. I wish that there was some way to find a happy medium where there was some way to have that sort of fan access that you got from that experience. But I also feel that from what i've seen of the last couple of years teams go into these season healthier now which i feel like is a important thing yeah. considering you you the ultimate goal is to actually win the super bowl and you, you, you game 1 counts the same as game 8 as this, as this game is game 16 so i think it's important to come out of uh the preseason healthy and i feel like this does a better job of that uh, i haven't noticed myself that it feels like the game is a lot sloppier early in the year. Uh, Although, I bet you if you go back and listen to our podcast from the first couple games of last year, the Eagles, uh, I'm going to be contradicting myself right now. But, (laughs) hey, we'll take the listens anyway. Um, But
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shameless, man. You're shameless. All right, go back and listen to all of our old episodes. And and tell us where we screwed up
2: (laughs) by giving us a five-star review. (laughs) Um, But... But I, I feel like the, the the whole concept of training camp has changed. It has become a lot more geared towards making the back end of your roster, and not so much the the front end. I feel like there was a lot more competition at, at different spots, and and maybe it, we've been blessed with with Eagles teams that have been generally pretty competitive and how he puts together rosters that are, are not so much in flux. You know, it, it's been a while since we've had a true quarterback competition or anything, you know, stuff like that. Although last year, again, if you go back and listen to our summer podcast, I bet you hear us talking about shouldn't Nick Foles start the whole year and Carson Wentz is terrible. Um, that sounds like me. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> th- that's kind of like my, my long-winded take on training camp is it's, it's just something different now than what – it was in the past, much like football itself has gone away from the idea of of the four six defense and and that sort of an attitude. Uh, the NFL is just a different animal, and and that's the product that they're they're selling, and they're trying to change some things for the better, and some things are shameless. But um, I think that this is what we kind of got to get used to.
0: Did we did we talk on here about the the eighteen game season?
1: I think we might have touched but like, on it. The idea but 18 of 18 their... game regular
0: I season. Think we did. Yeah, the proposed 18 game season. What is, is the, the proposal? Back? Wait, you guys didn't hear about this? No. So the the NFL, all the all the owners um, proposed an 18 game season. But here's the rub: a player can only play in 16 of the games.
2: So you have to take games off
0: yes you either are i i'm a ass- and this has not all been hammered out but i'm assuming if you're injured for three weeks two of those weeks would count as your your day your day off weeks but if you're healthy for the entire season two of the games you wouldn't be allowed to play
1: god what the hell do you do with the quarterback that's intriguing this i the quarterback I, sits it entirely. The first, I
2: would assume the quarterback sits the first two weeks you just get it out of the way. Oh,
1: why would you do that, Gene? I, you got to use
2: know. him when he's healthy. Yeah, I, I mean, like, right? yeah, and then I guess you just kind of pick your spots where you're weak in the – that would – it would change – it would be it would be crazy.
0: It would change a whole lot of things. But it's every – it's like, okay, are you going to play Carson Wentz on a day that you're resting Jason Peters?
2: Right, like you would almost have to have, like, a backup – almost like a backup team understudy
1: day yeah <laughs> yeah you go out five and zero, and like just go um game six half <laughs> half price tickets because um <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> all I mean, the scrubs Or do you just try to
0: hide them like rotate people through and do you think
2: the players association would be on board with this do you think that's going to be one of the oh. holdups?
0: Why would they do that? What? Yeah. Why would anybody agree? Why would fans agree to it? Oh, fans will hate that. Will you get more football? So
2: what would they just knock off to, uh, to um... Which pre- is what we all want, more football. Give me more football. <laughs> we just take out two extra two of those preseason games and just make them count?
0: I just eat it up.
1: football, <laughs> football. <laughs> With, with like, I don't know if that's like, like somewhere between like Scooby Doo and like, but <laughs> I, I don't know with like the the begging treats dog. <laughs> oh, there's only one thing like football, and it's football. Oh, <laughs> give me that football. <laughs> no, I, and that's that's a great point. The thing that makes football the sport it is in this country is it is limited. Like there's 16 games, they all count, and yeah, you can say okay, there's 18 games, they all count, but not the one where you're have to bench your starting quarterback. You know, it's right. It's a different game.
2: And do you think that ABC will love that if the if two teams decide to play their bench squad like on Monday Night Football, and you've got to like try and sell that as some sort of a storyline like would there be restrictions that if you're on a prime time game you have to play your starting quarterback
0: i don't know but you know look look. the ncaa tournament is great everyone loves the ncaa tournament right field of 64 if it was
1: field of 256 would you like <laughs> it just as much no i don't even like the playing games you know you lose half the fun of like all right, you got your bracket set? Well, you can't. You can have your bracket set. I mean, you probably could. But you, you, know, you have to know who's going to get those 16th seeds. Yeah, I just think it's weird. I mean, it, it would be an interesting,
0: like, mode in Madden to see how you would handle it yourself or something, but... Uh but i don't yeah, want I don't. it to really happen and that's the kind of thing where it's like you'll
2: get everything all set up you'll you'll get to november you've rested your quarterback in the in the right way you're mm. you're a game back in your division and all of a sudden you know you're you're going into drive to score against the rams on the road and you blow out an acl you know what i mean like you don't get to backlog like you know you already banked what you thought were the two games you needed to rest carson wentz you know, you can't predict into the future that like I'm just gonna play him sixteen games and hope he gets hurt so we don't have to worry about resting him.
1: Yeah, it's a fun thought experiment. And you know, Dave, you know, took the words out of my mouth of, you know, I wasn't thinking Madden, but I was thinking of some like GM simulator. You know, it'd be a fun thing to strategize about, but not when it's your t- football team. But how would I manage my fantasy football? League? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh Lord! That—that's the reason they'll do it. You know, because you know they can sell twice as many fantasy football strategy guys, guides, <laughs> or guys, whatever.
0: <laughs> I don't know. All right, but so like. Excitement level for the Eagles this year, but like, are you are you bursting at the seams? Are you bubbling over?
2: It's interesting. With
0: anticipation. I,
2: I was thinking, uh, just I think it was yesterday. I was I was I was cruising around, driving around. Had uh, not sports talk radio on, so I was feeling good, uh, and um, I. I was thinking, man, like, this is really the year that, like, when they drafted Carson Wentz, I was like, well, in, like, 2019, like, that's going to be a really good team. Like, thinking about every how everything was going to shake out and, and rookie. So it feels really good to have, like, a Super Bowl kind of, like, in our pocket. You know what I mean? Like, that whole season, I was kind of like, this is a magical run because we're not even supposed to be here yet because this team's going to get better. And – you know, last year I feel we, we there was a certain point where we were all afraid that we were taking a step back, but then they they kind of got it together at the end and 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 and, and you know won a couple you know won a playoff game, uh, you know if if maybe if the right guard doesn't get hurt we, we we win we go on to the NFC Championship, and I still think we're a better team than the Rams, so. You know, this is the year that I've been, th- kind of like circled on my my di- you know my, my this calendar. is the football
0: season you wage your whole life for. Geez. This was
2: the one. This is like this is the one where I could come out and flex and be like, yeah, the nineteen Eagles, yeah, <laughs> Carson Wentz in his third year, yeah. You know, but you know now it's it, it, you know there it's kind of like things are in a blender. But I still kind of feel that that machismo man, Deshaun Jackson is back. You know, he, that he gives us that actual legitimate swagger. You know, if there's anybody that you want on your team to go ahead and taunt the Giants when they are absolutely a dumpster fire, it's that guy, the guy who p- perpetrated the the miracle of the Meadowlands too. He's back, and he's going to make you screw up again. And Eli a, hasn't wanna, left yet.
0: You want to see a, uh, another nest T plunge into the end zone? I want to see all of it. All hey, how of it. old do you have to be to know the Nest T plunge?
2: Uh, I feel like uh, I'm 39, so, like, 38. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Mm, I, I think we can get some 36-year-olds on that reference. You know, very, mature, ma- very
2: mature, a 36-year-old.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if excitement is the right word. I am excited for the season, but I'm feeling, you know, pretty confident. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling really comfortable with this team. I'm feeling like similar to how Gene is feeling, like, okay, this is our year. Whereas last season, I don't I saw a champagne in hand. You know, everything was still, hey, we just won the Super Bowl. We probably shouldn't have. Yeah, Carson's gonna come back, and you know, hopefully everything clicks right and we do it again. But I was still you know, had such a Super Bowl afterglow. Well, there was that, that
0: discussion about us being the worst defending Super Bowl yeah. champion of all time.
2: Right. Yeah. No, there was there was definitely that conversation. I think that thankfully we put that to bed um, by our, our performance in the postseason and getting to the postseason because there was I mean,
0: we left so many wins on the table last season. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that's
2: the thing that kills you is. You know, then when they finally clicked there, you know, late in the year, had they had home field advantage, you know, the, the possibilities could have been endless. Because, you know, did did the New England Patriots look like they were world beaters last season? Because they, they certainly didn't impress me in the Super Bowl.
1: No. No. How are you feeling, Dave? What's your excitement level for the season? Um, It's high. I'm fearless. Um,
0: I'm not, like... I think the big thing that everyone is is using to regulate themselves is saying, like, I'm nervous about Carson Wentz's health. I'm nervous about some of these players and their injuries and stuff. Like, I really really try to make a conscious effort to go into seasons going, like, okay, you know, if they're healthy, they're healthy, and they're going to play. And if, you know, I mean, yeah, there's going to be injuries down the road, but, like, you can't – you can't were like just if you're always worried about that what's you know what what fun is that i i just yeah. think that they're they're locked they're loaded um they got a they got a good a chance as you know a better chance than most teams at taking this whole thing uh i think we should win the division i think a super bowl is not out of the question i think winning the super bowl uh you know you can't set your expectation to win a super bowl is no. pretty tough but um look I, I my expectation is nfc championship game or the or the season's frankly a kind of disappointment
1: yeah i agree i agree with that i i want to see carson get that mvp that he lost to injury you know he was he yeah. had it locked up up until he went down with injury 2 years ago
2: the amazing yeah. thing is, you know, if you combine kind of him and Nick Foles as one as the Eagles quarterback position, it would be hard to debate that the Eagles quarterback position was not the MVP of the NFL that year.
0: Uh, I'll debate it <laughs> because Nick Foles looked horrible against the Giants that season. He looked horrible against the Raiders that season. He had – I th- think like one sort of nice game down the stretch there but i mean nice job bringing us back against the rams which was i mean the the critical game during that stretch but he did not look good and the defense bailed him out quite a bit uh to lock up that one seed
2: um was that another brady mvp year
1: I, I, don't I don't recall but i mean that's always just good money <laughs> you know <laughs> probably probably maybe so, drew Brees did he break peyton manning's record that year he Feel might like have was we, the time. we could look it up i don't really care that much <laughs> it wasn't our guy so who cares so
2: maybe maybe this is a good time as any since literally nobody has actually played any sort of competitive game. Let's make way, way, way too early, total out of whack predictions for a couple of things. Um, let's predict the positions that the eagle the the, the NFC East is going to finish.
0: By the way, it was Brady first with 40 votes, Todd Gurley uh, in second with eight votes, and Carson Wentz in third with two votes.
2: Well, he still had two votes, and he hadn't played since the beginning of December, so that's pretty impressive. Um, So let's make those predictions. Uh, NFC East positions, uh, who finishes where? Uh, and if anybody picks the Giants as anything but last, I'm going to laugh at you.
0: Um, <laughs> I got the over unders too. If you want to do them too, yeah, let's do those. Yeah, let's do that.
2: And then maybe let's predict um, maybe the other division winners or, or certainly like uh, the possible uh, some possible uh, other good teams in the NFL. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll we'll predict the top five in the power rankings for what we think will be um, you know the NFL at the end of the year.
0: Okay. And sure. I got, uh, I got Super Bowl odds here, too, if okay. you guys want to do that. Too. Yeah, that's let's always, do it. It's always fun. All right, so you want to start with the drama-filled, uh, how NFC we have East? the
1: NFC East uh, finishing? I, I imagine we probably will say this in unison.
2: Or, or pretty damn close to.
1: I mean, yeah. Eagles first. Yep. yep. Cowboys second. Yep. Yep. Redskins third. Correct. Yep. Giants fifth. <laughs> I actually have the Giants fifth. Arizona sneaks back into the division. Uh,
0: All right, so the Giants, the uh, the over-under, Vegas has the over-under at six games. That's a good over-under. I'm going to take the uh, under. You give uh, Saquon Barkley six games? All, All by himself? Wait, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, his, if they're gonna win games, it's gonna be on the it's his because back. Saquon I mean, Barkley went wideouts for, left and right.
2: Yeah, he went for 250. Like, literally, they, they, he's the only offense that they have at this point. I don't couldn't even tell you who the Giants receivers are right now, honestly.
0: Yeah, I couldn't either. I, I really think that they did nothing to really help themselves with the draft, um, and they're probably gonna spin their wheels backwards a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't think they get to six games. It's it's really
2: hard to think that they're going to get to seven. Like, I feel like six is right about the correct number. Um, So I'm going to go under, but I I think it's going to be five or six is right around where they're going to land.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule, but that's but I mean, I'm sure they're, partly because, like,
2: I feel like they can they can sneak one off of off of the Redskins. I, you know, what I mean, I feel like they they had a bad year last year, so they probably are playing some softer teams in other divisions. So, you know, I feel like six games isn't, but seven seems totally out of the question because then there's going to be talk that they might be in for a wild card, and I don't think that that's anywhere close to realistic.
0: Yeah, they play the um. Well, I mean, they 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 play the same schedule as us basically right
2: yeah Mm -hmm. but they play the last place version of that
0: yeah they play the bills you know they play the 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 uh the afc east
2: which i mean the dolphins might be the only team worse than them
0: and the central right yeah i don't know maybe they'll beat the dolphins at home Ooh, yeah! I just don't... the sp- Jets bit. still exist, right? Yeah, they might beat the Jets. Well, the I think they're I think the Jets are better than the Giants.
2: Yeah, I I think so too.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of wins here. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm confident. Did you, did you go with the under, Gene?
2: Yeah, I took the under. Okay, because I just can't see them getting to seven.
0: Yeah. All right, you want to do Redskins next? Let's do the Redskins sure. next. Uh, six and a half. Wow. Uh, they
1: don't make awesome. it easy on you, do they? No. I'll take the. Over just barely at seven.
2: I think that I'm gonna take the over, too. I, I feel like they're an eight and eight.
0: Yeah, wow, you're giving them that much, huh? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's very similar schedule. Uh, yeah, but uh, they're gonna have a rookie quarterback starting, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna take the under here again i don't have a lot of confidence in that i don't i don't have a lot of confidence in that organization just as a yeah. whole getting it together uh, they are better than the giants um so and the fact that they do play the giants twice is sort of advantageous it could get you a quarter of the way there <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i just don't see a lot of wins out of this team either so I'll, I'll take the under again
2: all right here's the one that's interesting to me
0: what the cowboys yeah yeah, so Cowboys at 9. I
1: I I I'd, I'd put them at the over as well. Just barely. comma 10 and yeah, 16. this is the one that this is the one that I feel the most push likely.
2: Yeah, 9 feels like the number to me.
0: Now, you got Zeke his as is a holdout. Right. Not in camp yet. No. <sighs> I don't know too much about it. I'm not, you know, in tune with the Dallas news. Uh, but I don't know. Is he willing to take this into the season? Like, how
1: how twisted is Jerry about this?
2: Yeah. I don't I f- I well, well like... I can
1: answer that one. Very. Very, yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, no. I mean, I have no proof of it. I just oh. assume so. Yeah.
2: But I also know that Jerry Jones has a certain amount of, like, when when the chips are down, I want to put... My best hand on the field to to coin a phrase, but yeah <laughs> like you know he'll he'll be all huff and puff for three weeks of the preseason, but then when like you know when they count, like suddenly checks get written i I don't know i i, I don't i don't know what the history of, of cowboys' holdouts are if they they get back down. I know that it's not it's not really a move to play with on on howie roseman like generally if you pull that shit like you end up someplace else for the most part.
0: Uh yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those uh, hard luck teams that you know has double digit wins, but is a wild card. Sorry for you, Dallas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so where do they have the Eagles? What's their what what number do they have them at?
0: Uh, ten. I think that's up because by, yeah, earlier I, had, I saw I it at heard, nine and a half.
2: I had heard nine and a half as well. So they're they're creeping up to ten. I, I looked at the schedule recently, and I felt pretty confident at eleven. So I'm gonna take the over.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm jamming the over. Yeah, me too. I went through the schedule before the show and feel very comfortable with eleven. I mean they could easily go up to twelve too. Yeah, it's funny when you look at that
0: schedule and you just start going like that's a win, that's a win, that's a <laughs> <laughs> you you start going, that's a win pretty easily when you're looking at the schedule and uh
1: in august well yeah that's true <laughs> well it's also like we all think the eagles are going to win the division and if they're good enough to win the division you look at that schedule well then they should at least be 11 sure. to five yeah you know if it's if you if, if it's set at 10 and we all go under we should probably change our division pick
0: now now vegas has us 14 to 1 to win the super bowl um along with The Chicago Bears also at fourteen to one, and I feel like we're better than the Bears.
2: I feel like we're better than the Bears too. I I just, I think the Bears have a very, very good defense and are going to continue to have that good defense all year long. I just, can you tell me who else is on the? You know, you've got Mitch Trubisky. Like, what is that? What's the rest of their offense? Then the
0: Packers. The Packers are also fourteen to one.
2: But that that. The Packers right now are kind of a a circus. Like the head coach has kind of come in and said like I'm going to call the plays now and I don't care what Aaron Rodgers used to do, he's going to do what I say. Like that does not feel like a, a a happy little group out there in Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: but they they have the, the I mean they still have Aaron Rodgers and as Ben Simmons will will uh, I'm sorry, as Bill Simmons will say, uh they're a national team. So they're yeah. always going to get a Slightly inflated odds and and over-under to capitalize on that. I mean,
2: Aaron Rodgers is, you know, to a certain degree, he's he's almost – him by himself will get you seven wins. You know what I mean? Just, you know, I can't think of the last time that the Packers were a five-win or six-win team. Like, a a good quarterback like that does, to a certain degree, get you where you need to go, you know, to the middle of the pack. But I don't know if they're going to rise above that much more. And I also think that Detroit is better than they were um, in that division. And the Vikings are so, still not a bad team. Like, that's a very good division.
0: Just a bad quarterback?
2: Just a bad quarterback. I think the Vikings have a good defense, too.
0: Yeah. Is is Cousins still their quarterback?
2: Yeah, they gave him a big contract. So I, I think he's still he's still the, the plan out that's there. And, and they've kind of <laughs> gotten rid of all the other possible quarterbacks that they've kind of had. You know the the Bridgewater's of the you know all of those guys yeah. are, are, are gone now.
0: Yeah, Vikings twenty five to one. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I do not. So they have the Patriots and the Chiefs both both at six to one. I do not like. I get that like the Patriots are are always going to be in the mix, but I do not see them on equal footing uh, with the Chiefs. I
1: just don't see it. Yeah, but uh, you have to just. For setting the line of I mean, if the Patriots were longer odds, you'd be foolish not to put money on them. You know. Yeah, like, I guess so. You know, it's they're the Patriots and you know, by hook or by crook or by videotape or stem cells, they're going to try to get it <laughs> done and And the Chiefs like Andy Reid, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: i forgot about that for a second
1: yeah the the chiefs are all lined up to kick the super bowl you know winning field goal but it's freaking lucy van pelt holding the football yeah like you shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised when they miss uh that's her last name van pelt it is
0: interesting
2: so, are you buying the? Uh, and I don't know if you've got the over unders there for some of the AFC teams. Are you buying the? Uh, I got them all, Gene. What do you want? The Cleveland Browns. Are you buying the Cleveland Browns hype? Or, you know, if, Cleveland Browns. Uh, let me see if I can guess the number. Go I think
0: ahead. their over under is eight and a half. It's nine, and I'm jamming the under.
2: Wow, nine. Yeah, I, 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 um, That's a seven win team.
0: And they won seven last year and they've improved the team. Um, but it could have just been like, I think some of those wins are, we call yeah, you off you, guard. Man.
2: Do you, do you think that like, yes, they brought in more talent, but do you think that that, that team's going to fit together?
0: I don't know. Once Odell starts like headbutting, uh, you know, sideline heaters and things like, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And I, here, I, everyone's saying Baker Mayfield's like the second coming uh, you know,
1: I don't know. Let's see it. You remember the point I just made about the Patriots? <laughs> Reverse that. That's the Browns. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're still part of me. Like, I know they're not the worst team in the league, but if they finish dead last, I will not be surprised. I mean, they're the Browns. Yeah. I mean, they have to turn around some year, but. So we uh, talked about the Giants. It's, you
0: know, over under six. They, Vegas does have a couple of teams. Uh, right there with them at six is the uh, Bengals, the Raiders at also at six. Uh, and then the Cardinals and Dolphins at five.
2: Wow. They're saying the Cardinals and Dolphins are the two worst teams in the league, huh?
0: That's what they're saying. Wow.
2: The Dolphins are are bad. I, I don't know that I ha- I can tell you any players on that team that would be that I'd be coveting. Um, it just seems like it's a total dearth of talent. in the who's
0: that? The Cardinals?
2: No, the, the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Like, I, they got, like, what, one receiver that I think might be remotely any good? I, I It just seems like that team's been picked apart. and, and
1: Mark so, Cooper?
2: Yeah. So I feel like that's probably about right. But then there's – do you have any thoughts on, you know, there's always a team that kind of comes out. I mean, a lot of people are – the sexy pick is the is the – is the the Browns are going to be better you know they're going to be a playoff team next year I'll tell you this is my my pick for a team that's gonna gonna surprise people is um is the Detroit Lions I feel like that's a they haven't been quite wow that's I just feel like Stafford's gonna have have a good year and um That might be like a nine-win wild card team. I think that the way that that division is going to finish out is it's going to be Bears, Lions, Packers. That's how I see that division coming down. So that's that's my no nothing other than a gut feeling. Detroit Lions is going to be my, you know, my team. That's like your sleeper team. Yeah, that's like my sleeper team.
0: Yeah, the uh, I mean Vegas has them at one hundred and one to win the hundred to one to win the Super Bowl and six and a half is their over under number. So. Go ahead, Gene. Get some
1: value there. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them on the over. I feel like they're <laughs> like an eight or nine win a team. That's...
1: Any words about the Nick Foles led Jaguars? Well, they... I, I don't know if I've told you guys. I
2: don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm actually going down to see the Nick Foles led Jacksonville Jaguars and the Eagles in a preseason game in Florida in a couple weeks.
1: You didn't share that with us, Gene. Well, I'm sharing it with you now. <laughs> I, I will. We don't keep secrets on this podcast, Gene.
2: <laughs> I will, uh, I'll get to see with my own eyes one quarter of, uh, of Jaguars football with Nick, Nick Foles at the, at the helm. Uh, and you
0: get to experience beautiful Jacksonville.
2: Oh, uh, again, again. In August. Yeah. For the, for the second time. Uh, I'm looking forward to stopping at that Waffle House that we hit as we, uh, made the bend towards Clearwater. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited. It's going to be a long weekend and, uh, Sur- unsurprisingly, not hard to get tickets to a preseason no, game in Jacksonville. Wouldn't think so. Not tough. Plenty <laughs> of good
0: seats still available, huh? Plenty
1: All right. Are seats. we ready to change gears? <sighs> uh, sure. We had a lot of fun. Let's do, do we need a that. before we get to the Phillies. Do we
0: need a palate cleanser? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Mike Scott. Yes. <laughs> for a minute. The hive. I still don't understand the Mike Scott hive, <laughs> um, but uh, I guess so. All right. Let me see if I got this straight. There was a security guard at the Phillies game a few weeks back that during a rain delay chased a fan who got on the field and caught the fan. And Mike Scott said that he could beat that security guard in a foot race. Yes. And this got back to the security guard. Right. Right. And he agreed to a race with Mike Scott, and then the race happened, and Mike Scott won.
2: Yeah, smoked him.
0: This he's is a, a very strange. He's a professional turn of
2: athlete, like of course he was going to smoke him.
0: Well, I don't know about of course. Is there is there a player on the Sixers that you believe you could beat in a foot race? Do you think you could beat Jaw and beat in a foot race?
2: No, no. I mean, because those he could just the strides, the length of strides are just, and I'm very out of shape.
0: Do you think Joel beats the slowest
1: sixer?
2: Andrew Bynum I think I could have beaten a foot race. I also think I could bowl better than
0: him.
1: <laughs> and not get injured. Is there a sixer
0: you'd like to call out to have a foot race with that you think you could hang with?
2: Uh, and we didn't sign Kyle Corver, right?
0: <laughs> um... What about like Jonah Bolden?
2: Yeah, it's going to be like or maybe
0: uh I'm taking Corkmoss. I'm going to bring Corkmoss down to the mat.
2: Who's the what's the name of our third center? cuz I cuz O'Quinn. 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 I'm going to call out O'Quinn. I feel okay. like he's the least athletic of the bunch.
0: But you still you don't feel confident. I'm not
2: confident, no. No. No,
1: no I, I just I feel like,
2: I feel like he's just I don't have the wind.
1: <laughs> I I couldn't beat any of them. Uh, I'm calling out Franklin with Brett Brown on his shoulders. (laughs) Uh, Maybe Brett Brown. Maybe you could race (laughs) Brett Brown. Uh, Yeah, I I think he's in better shape than I am, though. (laughs) But uh, I would, yeah, Brett Brown would be my choice.
0: But now we have video surfacing of Mike Scott at a wedding. This
2: was my favorite thing of the weekend. This would be my anti-penalty box.
0: Dance into the Sixers song. (laughs) I didn't Is that just called the Sixers Like what is that song called Uh, It's the Sixers theme Is it
2: clap your hand? Like what is it Love theme for the Sixers If that's not the name of it I think we should make
0: that happen Love theme for the Sixers (laughs) (laughs) The Sixers anthem Sixers anthem Sixers fight song Uh, Sixers
1: fight song (laughs) <laughs> that's terrible for a fight song <laughs> i am I'm, I'm looking it up now yeah. so we'll, we'll see what it
0: is okay all right well you uh i mean that's really it i just think that the the mike scott vibe is fantastic
1: oh yeah and people's think, champ i think he was invited to the wedding like via, like, Twitter or something and just showed up. Yeah. That's amazing. But, but in the I also, most, he, he's Scott not wearing, like, anywhere. a suit, right? Yeah. No, he's, like, wearing a T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the uh, title of the song is Here Come the Sixers. Oh, yeah, Here Come the, oh, yeah, here come the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh,
0: also in Sixers news, I was annoyed with Howard Eskin on Saturday morning. That's news. <laughs> what, was, you, what were you doing
2: listening to Howard Eskin on thir- Saturday morning unless you, like, took too much of your blood pre- pressure medication
0: and needed it riz like Rose? No, what was <laughs> I doing? Oh, okay. I, <laughs> my blood pressure riz. Um I was, I was driving to get my car inspected, which, d- like, do not even get me started on this. Driving in Pennsylvania is, like, beyond difficult. I'm, it's, like, the only thing about New Jersey that I miss. It's like, why do I have to get this car inspected every single year? Anyway, whatever. So I was driving to get my car inspected and, uh, you know, he was done. And he was basically complaining that Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris are not playing in the FIBA World Cup.
2: Why would he complain about that?
0: Well, so basically he's saying you could be playing competitive basketball you know, the age old beat the dead horse that's being beaten. You could be, you could be playing competitive basketball, working on your jump shot. uh, But instead you're going to stay in, in Los Angeles and uh, you know, fuck around with your brother um, and really not, not do any developmental activities. Well, that was his complaint against Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris was just kind of, thrown in there in the mix because the 20 guys got invited to play for the U S team. And it's down to like 11 now that have actually accepted. Uh, So they're going to have to go to like a second tier or whatever. But if they did play, we would just complain that they're making themselves susceptible to injury and uh, they should be focused on, you know, playing on their NBA team. I don't know. It's just annoying. That's just like a, a little penalty box extra <laughs> there for me just to complain about Howard
1: Eskin. Yeah, but Ben can't win, man. Nah. Anything that dude does, like people just complain about it. I and know. and if it's, oh, you wanted to play competitive basketball, it's not the same as working on your jump shot. It's one or the other. You can work on your jump shot or you can play competitive basketball. Any sport, you're not like you're not putting in reps during the game. Like Australia should kick him off the team if he's like, yeah, I'm not taking it to the hoop at all. I'm just doing perimeter shots like it may cost us the game, but all I'm doing is jump shots like, no, he's going to go there. He's going to play hard. He's going to try to win. If you want him to work on his jump shots, he shouldn't be playing competitive games. That's the difference between practice. We talking about practice and not a game. It's just a
0: shame that like every sports personality behind a microphone at ninety five or ninety seven five and ninety four one are basically like dementors, <laughs> and they just breed off like they they survive off of the negativity that they can find. Like there's no like it can't, can't. Oh god, I, I it just drives me nuts. Like yes, Ben Simmons, you cannot win with any of those crotchety Italian bastards. <laughs> <laughs> takes one to know one <laughs> uh all right well we've put it off long enough we got to talk about the big the big matchup that happened this weekend phillies braves this was our chance close they guy- got we were what five and a half back four four five, five and, and a, a half
2: back five and a half going, going into, into the weekend going into Friday night, yeah.
0: Uh, look, we got to at least take two out of three here, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: you got to gain ground.
0: Jesus God. Right, in case you didn't know, we, we lost two out of three. did lose. boy, did we lose them. <laughs> <laughs> look, Chuck, a loss is a loss. It doesn't really matter what the score was. It count's the same. <sighs> All right, we got embarrassed. Yeah. Friday night, we got laughed off the field 9-2. Basically, when you put Cole Irvin in the game, you have uh, effectively said that you're no longer going to be a competitive team that night. Uh, and Saturday night, fifteen to seven, and uh, that's a lot closer than the game actually was. <laughs> and thank thank the Lord for Aaron Nola. Uh, you know, we won on Sunday night nine to four. So, I don't know, where do we want to start? Let's start with Friday night. Is Arietta just cooked? He looked cooked that
2: night. I think he was cooked a couple weeks ago, and literally we have no other options. And so cooked Arietta is a better option than anything else that we have. So that's why we keep trotting him out, and he's willing to not shelf himself. I feel like the the Phillies organization need to get Jake Arietta out of the way of himself. Like they should have put him on the DL – And, you know, because he's going to keep coming out and saying, I want to pitch, I want to pitch, I want to pitch. It just seems like that's the kind of guy that he is. And in a lot of cases, that's the kind of player that you want. But in this case, I feel like we would all be understanding at this point that he's got nothing, like he is gassed.
0: Well, he was getting through six, getting through six, but I think now we're at the
1: point where it's like, get through four? Right. (laughs) Uh, It's just... Like Gene said, we have nobody. And, like, yeah, Arietta's cooked, but at least, I don't know, if he understands the principles of pitching. <laughs> like, like, just just try your best. Yeah, it's... No, I, I was surprised Arietta came back after the All-Star break. Yeah, I thought he was done then. That was yeah. when the bone spurs came out, and I thought, well, he's done, but now I guess he's just going to go out there till he can't go out anymore but you know that's he's another pitcher we can add to the cannot win you a game category right right which that that category is loaded yeah it's everybody but Noel.
0: <laughs> like that's it so saturday night i don't really want to talk about this game other than we need to talk about the saturday night specials they looked they looked fantastic this was the best this was the best looking baseball game i have seen in in a a long time well actually not that long. i think the next best looking baseball game was when the the phillies played the pirates and the pirates were in their all blacks with the the all blacks with the the, pillbox with the
2: pillbox hats yeah
0: and the and the phillies were in their powder blues so the two best baseball games
2: you've seen have been like within the last two weeks
0: yeah, I mean, they looked beautiful. The Braves uniform looked great with the lowercase a. I love that.
1: I, I did too. I mean, I I had no strong recollection of that A's throwback uniform outside of, like, Hank Aaron cards, you know? Yeah, sure. The occasional uh, baseball card as a kid. Nothing That didn't jump out to me as a look for the Braves. But the Saturday Night Specials, I mean, they were infamous in our childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, they would come back out, but also the elements were there. You had like the burgundy, you know, batting practice jersey, and, you know, I don't think it ever had all burgundy pants, but I loved them. I really did. I enjoyed it. Like, it was a bit like campy. Like, because that zipper is not a, (laughs) has no place in modern baseball. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You throw buttons
0: on that thing, I'm willing to buy it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I was listening to a, an interview that um, on the pregame show today that uh, Bull gave, and uh, they did not like them. And the original, because um, these uniforms have been, this is the second time, second game they've ever been worn. It was only worn one game uh, when it was in its original incarnation. And it was a different fabric, so it was much heavier. And the uh, the players were really uncomfortable in them, so one of the reasons why it never came back um but apparently at the time there was a lot of discussion about how much they disliked the burgundy pants and how much they wished that they had done like a white scheme with the pants and then the burgundy top which as soon as he said that i was like man that would have been a really really sharp look so um you know once that kind of got put into the atmosphere it started to, to turn the wheels um it was kind of like getting to see Bigfoot in a way. Like you would always <laughs> heard and seen pictures and they would be kind of grainy and blurry of, uh, you know, you've also always heard about how poorly they played in those uniforms. So you always kind of was like, mm, maybe they're jinxed. Um, I can't say that that aspect of my, uh, the mythic nature of these, uh, uniforms has been totally squashed, but, uh, it was really cool to kind of see them like in high definition outside of a Mitchell and store. So, um, you know, kind of thumbs up for the idea. I, I don't know that I need to see them again this year. It was kind of a nice one-off. Uh, I like that we have the powder blue as our third jersey right now. Uh, although I always thought the cream jerseys were
0: sharp, so I, I kind of missed those. But well, the cream jerseys are still on Sundays. They wore them today. Did they wear them? Uh, Did they wear them today? It, it's Thursdays they wear the oh powder Thursday blue. day throwback game. Throwback they... Thursday.
2: Okay, I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah, which by the way, Throwback Thursday. Yo, we got to do a better job. Is it very difficult to change the Phillies logo in the like score box in the upper left hand corner to be the retro logo no, to really ma- sh- like it just it have really everything match?
2: I-, I can't imagine that that's difficult. It's just, you know, they they've got their those packages that they've got loaded up for for TV and they just gonna hit go on them. But I hey, get it. It's 2019 though and you're doing the, and it they...
0: once a damn week. Right. So <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, there's certainly enough of them that's not like a one-time thing. But, you know, that's the, the thing is if you, if you watch some of the production values on, on, on older games, I feel like there was a lot more put into production values for the TV broadcast than they do now. Honestly, I, I do think that
0: there were higher production values even though it was lower tech. And the batting helmet's got to go with it. If you're not going to do the batting helmet, too, then yeah, it's don't. pointless.
2: No, that, yeah. w- that was the thing that used to piss me off is when they would wear the blue hats with the red brims in the field, and they wouldn't wear the corresponding batting helmets. That was one of the things that really drove me crazy. Right.
1: Yeah, but least it's the same color red. You know, you're wearing like a cherry red with a burgundy. Yes, that was painful. That's, that's just enough. gauche. <laughs>
0: All right, today's game, uh, the win, obviously Nola pitched pretty well uh for six innings, got a little banged up in that seventh inning. Um, but kind of the takeaway here was Nick Pavetta looked kinda good in the ninth inning. Yeah, in the uh in, in relief, yeah. He looked
2: kinda good. So- and it makes you really wonder if they had put Pavetta in what was it, Friday night where they put they they went basically flew the flag when they, they threw out um oh, God, what, who did they bring in that was like – Cole oh, Irvin. Yeah. When they brought in Irvin, it was like, yeah, no, they don't have any intention of winning this game. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like Pavetta might actually be a viable bullpen piece because clearly we're going to leave Vinny Velasquez in the fucking rotation.
0: Well, Mike Schmidt today, um, you know, in between asking, like, who the heck Diplo is – Oh, God, uh, that went on
1: forever. <laughs>
0: and going on about, you know, some other old people things. um, You know, he just said – he kind of said it, you know. It, it Could he be a one-inning guy? Go out there, throw as hard as you can, t- touch it up to 97, uh, and just dust some people for one inning. Like, that's all you got to
1: do. I could see it. I could see it. Like, Pavetta as a starting pitcher had his moments – you know, and you'd feel comfortable sometimes with him. So if he can you know, if he has the mindset to go all I have to do is this one inning, bring my best stuff for one inning and he can do it, great. And I I I mean at this point what do we have to lose? Right. But I would like to I'm cautiously optimistic. Is
0: this gonna be a King or should lead off discussion where we're like, I don't know, three or four weeks ahead of Yeah what's actually going to happen.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. I, I would think so. Um,
2: Where do you guys land on the idea of trading Cesar Hernandez in the very near future?
1: Well, he's your team's hit leader for what, like a starting pitcher. You mean?
2: Well, the the point being prospect that Cesar Hernandez could bring you something in return. If you're going to sell to a certain degree Uh, and more importantly, it, Gets you Kingery into second base, which is, I think, the long term plan.
0: Yeah, I would do it.
2: Going forward, you know, is Cesar Hernandez going to have a much more value than he has right now? Are we we going to be able to make enough moves to actually contend? You know, I know we're only one game back of the wild card, but we feel like we're way further back.
1: Do you know what this wild card, well, sorry, this trade deadline feels like to me? It feels like you're sitting on an open-ended straight draw in hold holdem. You know, it's yeah. a prime time just to call. You're not going to raise, you know, unless somebody's aggressively betting, you're not going to fold. Just just call. Just like see what you got, hope to get a little lucky.
2: Oh, I feel like they've called everybody. The problem is I don't know that at this point since you're not no, I, in that, I, like, one-piece-away mode, like, you're not going to part with the things you need to part with. I hope they don't part with with the, 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 the pieces in the farm system that they would need to part with to actually bring in enough talent to make this team a viable threat to actually win the division.
1: Yeah, I wasn't saying call other GMs. I was saying stand pat. Like, just call the bet, you know? <laughs> like, don't no, be aggressive, don't sell. be passive. You, I would you, you sell. sell.
0: You have one starting pitcher. I, yeah, you I, have one. You are not going to win shit. Like and if you got it, if you made the postseason, right. you have one starting. You could win the play-in game. You could. They could. They could get the second wild card, or even the first wild card. Right. And they could win that play-in game. They could. They have zero chance to win a series. Zero. That's true. Chance. So, sell. So, so, if you can sell something, sell it
2: that that's kind of where I'm at. If you can sell without completely tanking essentially, which I feel like if you sell Cesar Hernandez, you are not tanking. You should then be able to actually see if any of these other outfielders that are on this team are competent and we're gonna get um you know we're gonna get some uh, some people are gonna be healthy at some point.
1: All right, you convinced right. me so here we are. We are
0: six and a half games behind the Braves, and we are one game behind uh, both the NL Central leaders and Washington for the last wild card. Uh, basically, we're nowhere. We haven't done anything. We just wasted another week of the season,
2: right?
0: Um, and we and, didn't really and, didn't gain any grounds. And so. we're
2: running out of time. You know what I mean? Like, we're. It feels like if there was ever a, a series that you were going to get everybody's a game that everybody was going to be focused yeah. like laser focused it was going to be this weekend you know i would feel differently if it was like they lost a couple of close games they got the doors blown off of them friday and saturday they were not competitive in those games the ace goes they were you know they hung in a little bit but that's the thing is when your pitching is bad you, you know you have two modes you are getting blown out or you are, you know your ace is pitching
0: well, Gene, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're running out of time. So let's go to Chuck's penalty box.
1: That that probably is your best transition to the penalty box of all time. So I'm going to throw it right back to you. Dave, who is in your penalty box this week? I'm putting Rita's water ice
0: uh, in the penalty box. <gasps>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, are they two sponsoring the Ravens?
0: <laughs> no, they're they're sponsoring the Eagles, uh, but in a very strange way. Rita's Water Ice has introduced uh Go Birds flavored water ice. Have you seen this? No.
1: It isn't seen it. I didn't know the name was Go Birds.
0: It was it's it is a midnight green colored water ice uh that is apple peach flavored. And that's just ain't that just ain't natural, man. <laughs> <laughs> Apples are red peaches are peach color they do
1: not make midnight green no there are some green apples nowhere (laughs) near that shape there are some green apples
0: (laughs) so there you go i'm putting i'm putting uh rita's water ice in the in the penalty box
1: all right rita's water ice for making a water ice called go birds that does not actually taste like birds, uh, you're getting a two-minute minor for misleading water ice naming. All right, Gene, who is in your penalty box?
2: I'm going to put uh, Ray Boyd and Katie McInerney, um, who wrote an article for the Philadelphia Inquirer. I don't know if you guys saw this. The article's a title is The Best Jersey Ever Worn by a Philly Team, You Tell Us. So... This is the most throwaway garbage excuse for an article I've ever seen. It is literally a waste of about 3,000 words that tells you absolutely nothing. Let me just read you what they do is they go through the different sports teams of the of the four major sports in Philadelphia and they give you a little write up about their of their opinions as to what um their favorite uniforms are without actually like coming out and saying this is our favorite. The the idea being at the bottom of the article then you can rank your favorite and i guess they're going to tabulate these articles guess what folks it's 2019 i am i'm not coming back tomorrow to find out the result of your your (laughs) your your little pseudo poll so already i'm not going to know how this turns out but the thing that really irks me is these 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 little write-ups that they have since we were just talking about it let me just read you the write-up they have for the uh for the um, for the Saturday specials. Uh, and this is by the Bloom version of the writers. And I don't know how why this took two people to write this. I guess because they, they were too too busy to each, you know, somebody to write up all their own takes. So it's, it's fun. I like that they did it with one night. I understand why the players didn't love it. It's not a great look. I'm thrilled the Phillies are bringing it back for one night. The fact that it has legendary status essentially at this point after only being worn one time is amazing. So, great. Like, what, how does that make me want to vote for, like, nothing in, like, that's what all of these write-ups are. Um, The modern uh, write-up for the modern present-day flyers, it looks a lot like what they wore in the 70s. That's what it says. That's all it says. (laughs) It looks a lot like what they wore in the 70s useless like all of this stuff is total crap and then when you get to the bottom they have all 15 that they put in their s- stupid write-ups and then you have to rank them it feels like homework none of this <laughs> is fun none of this makes me want to read your newspaper and y- y- there's no results like i did all the rankings i did everything that I, that I was supposed to do and it's like oh yeah like come back eventually someday we'll tell you how it all turned out uh, but no they there's no answer like i i I don't know who is the best. I, I get nothing. I am completely left unsatisfied. Cold shower of a of a of a newspaper article. It's the worst. So I would have been better off just writing a list of my favorite jerseys because that's did essentially you what insinuate I
0: did. That, that article gave you blue balls.
2: I, that's exactly <laughs> what I insinuated. I was all nice. charged up, ready to go, and it was like, "Come back later." God, I hate it.
1: We got you. Okay. So for Ray Bulger and (laughs) Sue McElhaney, I'm guessing at those names there. Um, For getting Gene all revved up and letting him down. Oh, now that's creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. I don't know. Write better articles. You're the reason newspapers are going out of business. I'm putting all on you. A 10 minute game miscon. 10-minute game misconduct for something that would have been much better on BuzzFeed. At least BuzzFeed would have told
2: you what the best one was at the end, and then you could be mad about that.
1: Damn straight. Chuck, what's going on in your penalty box? All right. Well, um... Before I get started, I want to wish you both a very Merry Christmas in July. Uh, Because uh, it just passed. Uh, July 25th is when we celebrate Christmas in July, and I'm seeing it more and more. And Christmas in July, you're going in the penalty box. And this extends to the Christmas creep. So um, the Christmas creep is not your uncle. Uh, The Christmas creep (laughs) is the trend for the Christmas season to spread out. And just like we talked about earlier, what makes football special is as limited. What makes the Christmas season special is that it's limited, but we, we can't have Christmas starting like midway through Halloween and then do Christmas in July for the novelty of it. Like we're two weeks away from Christmas starting. So either If you want to have Christmas in July, that's great. Christmas starts on Black Friday and ends on Little Christmas, not on Christmas damn day. That's a point. You you have more time. You want more time to celebrate Christmas? It goes into January. It's the back end. Damn straight. That's what you see your friends at that time. Like, yeah, you don't see, you know, everybody. You don't see your whole family before Christmas. So. I hate the fact that we're going to my wife's side of the family's Christmas, the the Delaney family Christmas party, and we can't put Christmas music on the damn radio. So, if you want Christmas in July to be this fun off season novelty so that you can have a poor fat Santa sweltering in ninety degree heat I'll throw snowballs at him I out of care. October.
2: What's that gene? I said I'll throw snowballs at him, I don't care.
1: Well, damn straight. So, hey, get Christmas out of July. It doesn't belong here. Get Christmas out of the first three weeks of November. It doesn't belong there, too. Get Christmas in January. So the Christmas creep, you're getting a two-minute minor for encroaching on other holidays.
0: You know, I was almost I, – I would have bet money that your complaint about Christmas in July was going to be that it's not Christmas in June.
1: That was on the list. I forgot about it. <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it like six months out, like, all right, you have, okay. So Christmas is, it Damn. coincides with the winter solstice. Why the fuck would you not have Christmas in the summer coincide with the summer solstice? Six months apart, like, longest day, longest night. Why are you, it too makes this too much sense. Because then it would be, the 4th of July. That's
2: exactly it. It would be encroaching on Independence Day, and nobody wants to see Santa on their fireworks.
0: Well, I'm not trying to buy you all gifts for Christmas in June and then the next week get you guys Fourth of July gifts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I do I did appreciate the fireworks and and cheeseburger t shirt, Dave. I that was made a very nice Fourth of July You're present.
0: Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but we here at Potadelphia are we're the gift that just keeps on giving. Uh, so we'll be back with you uh, next Monday. But in the meantime, uh, be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, also, if you have some more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the whip around um, Ward Ward Van Hout was on this week of the Bethlehem art gallery. Uh, always an enjoyable conversation when he's on the show, talking about some really obscure musical festivals, which was uh, which was an enjoyable listen. It was a good show. Um, So, uh, you know, until then, have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here.